searching for a parenting podcast you'll actually want to listen to, one that covers everything from how to deal with picky eating, how to grieve a pregnancy loss, and how to not hate your partner after having kids, well, your new favorite podcast, After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings, is here. Hosted by two BFFs, this is a no-shame parenting podcast. Listen to and follow After Bedtime with Big Little Feelings on the free Odyssey app and wherever you get your podcasts. Chipper's here like he is every Monday at this time. He's on the John Schuster Coldwell Banker Hotline. Hello, sir. We uh, we had bonus chip last week when his uh, brilliant story on the remarkable Chloe Johnson first appeared online for the Star Tribune. That is podcastable. Was that, was that Wednesday last week? Yeah, Wednesday, 1235. So you can podcast the conversation, the story was in the actual paper, but a lot of people have had the chance to consume it. You, you've, you've talked to a lot of us in the media about it. Uh, I really would encourage people to read it. It's well worth it. The, the OCD, the other health issues she has faced, how basketball has allowed her to flourish. You know, she wonders and her mom wonders where she'd be with her life without basketball, and she's just become an absolute star. As an eighth grader, um, I know you've received a ton of reaction to this story. Our mutual friend Peter King featured it prominently in his story today. What has surprised you most about the reaction to your story on Chloe? Um, pro- I will say the volume. Um, I've, I've been in this business for, I think, 32 years now. And this story, without a doubt, has generated the most reaction and the most response of anything I've ever written. Um, so that, I don't know if that's surprising, but it's been uh, uplifting and heartening to, to see. I think it's just been the way that Chloe's story has touched people. I've been, uh, I've received numerous emails from folks who either are dealing with their own mental health issues, OCDs or other conditions, or have a loved one, family member, you know, a child that are dealing with them that, have really poured their hearts out to me and and just said how grateful they are that Chloe showed the courage that she did to share her story and to share yeah. her struggles Such so a good publicly point. like that yeah. as a 14 year old, mm-hmm. which is uh, not easy to do in her, in her family with the two. So I think it's just been uh, how much Chloe's story has really resonated and impact so many people that are dealing with, you know, things that we don't see or maybe they're, they keep private or very few people in their world know. Uh, so I think it gives a lot of people a lot of hope. Yeah, again, just remind folks, podcast, we've probably talked 17, 18 minutes all about this story. It's podcastable anywhere you get this show. Then she played basketball this weekend, and I, and I saw your tweet. Sounds like she was fantastic as always. <laughs> yeah, so I, she was down here. Uh, Duluth Marshall played at Minnehaha Academy on Saturday afternoon. I had a chance to go over there and watch it. And, they lost uh, by 20. I mean, haha is really good. They have a couple of college prospects recruits on their team, too. But, yeah, Chloe scored 45 points <laughs> in the game. And uh, to go over 1,000 for her career, think about that, Chad. She's halfway through her eighth grade year. She's right. already scored 1,000 <laughs> points. So it, it, wow. it speaks to how talented she is, and she makes it just look effortless. Uh, she's a fabulous player. I, you know, I don't know. I, I haven't checked her schedule to see if, if they play down here in the cities again this season, but – uh, I hope people get a chance to go out and watch her play because it really is special. Well, 
As great as your story was, and, and I mean this sincerely, you're as good as anyone in the country in these stories. And bravo to Chloe for allowing you to tell this story, but bravo to you for your skills that you brought to it. If she plays again, I want to be in charge of scalping the tickets because <laughs> there are going to be a lot of people who want to see Chloe play. Okay, let's talk about your Sunday story. Another yeah. long one. Okay, how do I say the young man's name? Is it Coy Parrish? Coy. Yeah, Coy. And it, it, I found out his, his uh, real name is actually McCoy, M-A-K-O-I, but he oh. goes by Coy. Yep. Uh, Coy yeah, Coy Parrish uh, from not far from where Chloe lives. It was kind of ironic that I had two bylines that were probably, what, five miles apart, oh. Esco and, and Hermantown on the same day in different sections. But, uh, yeah, the, the, you know, he's the top recruit, one of the top football recruits the Gophers have had in, you know, a generation. Uh, spurred other offers. Ohio State came in, made a late sales pitch. So I went up uh, last week uh, while we're trying to get the Chloe story uh, ready and spent a day with uh, afternoon with, with Coy and his family and then went back the next day to watch them play uh, Cherry High School, which has Isaac Osama, uh, the, the incoming gopher uh, recruit in basketball. So uh, he is – we've heard all from uh, all kinds of accounts of how athletic he is. I will say those are very true. He is freakishly athletic, uh, very, very confident in, in his abilities, and very, very competitive. So I think he's going to be a guy that really makes a splash in this program because he just has that – presence about him and and he's he's fearless he's out there to make plays at safety and um you know he was the mvp of that high school all-american game earlier this month in san antonio which probably caught some people by surprise but it just shows how talented this kid is he's gonna play right away correct i would think so i I would think yes i would say on defense and i would think at a minimum as a returner in in special teams because he I think he had four or five punt and kick returns for touchdowns. He's just explosive, and, and they have high hopes for him. But I would think uh, he's going to be a contributor right away as a freshman. A lot stood out uh, in the story, including just how unbelievably competitive this family is. And, I mean, I mean, just willing to harm each other. And they're all – they all have some skill set and, like – they, they'd have to reconfigure the house after everybody would be just beating up on each other. So how about the grandpa? Yes. Don Don Parrish at age 71 is bench pressing 405 pounds. Just <laughs> a little <laughs> more than the two of us are doing. Just as just up. No, no chance. <laughs> uh, yeah, mom and dad were college athletes. His mom was a... Um, uh, All-American in basketball and uh, track at uh, in NAIA school in, in North Dakota. And his aunt, Gina, which I think probably a lot of people, if you've followed high school sports on here for a long time, she she basically won the state track championship for Esco by herself hmm. in 1995. She won three events and placed second one. And she's, they, they always said that she's the best athlete to come out of that that town, and now uh, Corey's probably right there with her. So the whole family was, you know, college athletes, high school athletes, state champions and and yeah they they compete i mean it is as the mom said it's survival of the fittest in paradise oh yeah so it it was uh i encourage people to read it because the mom and dad are are, are characters they were fun to to sit down and chat with them in the living room and uh you see where he gets it from i think the whole family's just uh supremely competitive let's do this let's pause uh remind folks those stories are available at startubian.com and again if you want to hear our extended conversation with Chip about Chloe last Wednesday, about 17, 18 minutes, anywhere you get the podcast. 
NFL playoff talk with Chip Scoggins when we return on CCO. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. At Chip Scoggins. At Chip Scoggins on the Twitter machine. Chipper's with us every Monday. Bonus appearances. We love having him on. Okay, let's start uh, Packers. You are now an NFL general manager, and for the next three years, you're going to have one of these two quarterbacks. Who are you taking, Brock Purdy or Jordan Love? Uh, I'm going to say Jordan Love. Okay. Uh, yeah, I just uh, – even though – did that did that throw look uh, eerily familiar to you? <laughs> Every one of us went with some oh, variation of the Favre joke. And if you didn't, I don't know how you could not, because it was identical. I mean, it was it. Did you see on I don't know who, I can't remember who did it on Twitter, but they put a side-by-side video of him. It yes. was eerily similar. Yeah. I mean, it looked the same. So, I mean, that was that was bad. Uh, you, you can't do that. and and But that'll be a learning thing. But I just think the physical tools and what we saw uh, from him down the stretch this season, I I think – you know, I think he's their guy again. Although I, I do love Purdy. Um, he wasn't great the other night, but he led no. that drive. And, um, you know, he's I, I love his demeanor. He, he just doesn't, even when he's not playing that well, he does, never seems too rattled by it. So both of them are terrific. But I just think love with that arm, uh, I think there's a huge upside with him. I'm with you. Purdy had moments where he was really struggling. You know, yeah. you still have to remember he's in his second year. He didn't play right away, um, but when he needed to have a big drive, made a lot of great throws, you know, yep. and I was having fun with our mutual friend, Tenna, Brandon Molesky, because Tenna's like, this is terrible for the Vikings. This is uh, Packers going to win, and now the 49ers are going after Cousins. The, the beauty of Purdy, and again, for a lot of that game, he wasn't good enough. He just wasn't yeah. good enough. No. He's making $5. You know, oh, and and most of the season, it was him and Lamar as MVP. Do I think he deserves to be in that conversation with Lamar and Allen Mahomes? No, I don't. But when you have yep. all the other absolute studs they have on that team are making big money, when you have to remember they gave away three picks for a guy who's not in their roster – Mm-hmm. They're going to ride Purdy for at least another year. I still, I think, sure. even if they lost, I don't. I just don't think it was realistic when it's the money and he's such a kid that they were going to say, "Nah, we're done with you, and we're going to pay Kirk forty-five million dollars and lose out on some key players to bring him in." Well, that's that, that's the whole thing. It's like, what does that roster look like if you have to add a established quarterback that's going to make thirty, thirty-five, forty million dollars? Uh, you're not going to have the roster that you mm-hmm. have, and so, no. so that's that's the beauty of what he's done. And you, you know, you're, you're, you've invested two years, and he's done a lot of great things for you. Um, it wasn't good the other night, but again, that's you know the beauty of I think what he brings you is it wasn't good, but at the moment of truth, when you needed a drive to win, he went. You know, he goes down and scores. So, no, I think he, I think they they ride this out because if you can have a quarterback on that rookie deal and you're winning like this. Uh, it'd be hard to reverse course. It was interesting yesterday with the Lions that a lot of people, for all the obvious reasons, have rallied around Detroit. It's been so long. Mm-hmm. 
But here come the Bucks, and they lose Brady, and they really – it seemed like last year Brady was the only reason why they could even do anything. And I was with you when the Vikings lost to Baker in the Bucks. You're like, are you kidding me? The yeah. Bucks are going to be awful. How could you lose this? I think they were better this year than they were with Brady last year, and Baker made a ton of good throws. Obviously, last INT was not one of them. Yeah. But who was the darling story in that game? The the, the Lions yeah. or the Buccaneers you thought well, were dead in the water? Yeah, I, th- I think the Lions just because of the history and, and just how bad. But but credit to the Bucks. And, and now here's the thing, Chad, because Baker was just on a one-year deal, right? Yep. If you're them, do you – Bring him back for big money? Yes. I, I I would because he's bounced around, but he's had some moments. I don't know. How big is it going to be, do you think? Well, I say big, yeah. but it's not. Yeah, it's not, it's not. I don't think it's going to be a one-year deal. He's going to want multiple years, so you're going to be, is it, what do you make, $20 million this year? Something like, who's going to make more money next year, Baker or Kirk? Uh, Kirk, I would think, right? Kirk, right, you know? I, yeah. I, I, if you had to sign him and you didn't know a little bit more about the Achilles, maybe. And listen, every every year in free agency, any sport, we think we have we think we have a guess what number the player is going to be, and then it's like thirty percent more. So that's why I throw out forty five million for Kirk. And yeah, I, Baker's probably yeah. over thirty. Yeah, I was with Baker. I, I would say. 25 is the absolute floor, but probably more close to 30 based on how he played this year and the kind of the bounce back he had. So, uh, you know, is that big money? Yeah, it feels like it. Um, and he, and he's, you know, he played his way into that contract. So, but I, how do you not just love to see the reaction from the Lions fans yeah. and how loud right. that building, because I've been in that building many a times when it's not loud, when yeah. there's yeah. doom and gloom <laughs> and just, just a fabulous story. I mean, just a, you know, I wouldn't print, pick them to win uh, this week because I, I still – every time I watch their defense, it just feels like they're hanging by a thread yes. sometimes. Yes. Um, but, man, are they fun to watch on offense, and, and I really, really like Dan Campbell as a coach. Let's get to the headline game, which lived up to the mm-hmm. hype once again. But guess what? As I said earlier chatting with Dave, can it really be a rivalry if they meet three times in the playoffs and every yeah. time one team wins and, and, and Mahomes – Let's just review again. He's been a starter for six years, and they've been in the AFC Championship game for six years. It's it's think about well, that. Court, yeah, I know. We were, <laughs> I, I, we were talking about that last night, and just for that game, the quarterback play in that game was as good as it gets. Yes. Um, but and to get this team with the issues they have at wide receiver sure. and all the drops to get them to the AFC Championship, that tells you. That quarterback is in a class by himself. I mean, for Mahomes to pull this team. Now, their defense, they weren't great yesterday in the first no. half, but the defense has been good all year. But Probably the best they've been during this run. I think so. Because the I skill so. players. This reminds me almost of a, a Brady year when he didn't yep. have like a Gonk or a, a Welker or a Moss when it was like Troy Brown. You know, and, and he, still got, he still got Kelsey, and Kelsey was very good yesterday. Mm-hmm. But the other guys just aren't that good. No, that's it. yeah. I mean, that's the whole thing. It's like, and that's that was what we always said about Brady. No matter who you put around him, he's going to make him look great, and they're going to win. And that's what Mahomes is doing now. And these wide receivers that were just so frustrating with the drops and misplays that they had all year for them to. Be, I watched them in the middle of the year, and I'm like, they're just not that good. They're not the team no. that we think. Just like and last year, all, they had that some. Yeah. Uh, it, 
whatever they do, and I guess I'm uh, I probably would pick them. <laughs> I mean, how would you pick against Mahomes, I don't right? Know. You know, yeah, I, I, it's hard to pick against Mahomes, but the Ravens look so they do. good across the board and they're at home. But it's Mahomes, man. <laughs> you know, it's like yeah. I won't be surprised if he goes in there and wins. But kind of my point was to if we're talking, and we will be next October, and let's say the Chiefs are two and three, who cares? I, I mean, honestly, right. who cares? Right. If Reed comes back and again, all coaches they benefit so much if they have the right quarterback. Well. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure Donovan McNabb was ever really as good as he was made out to be, and they were awfully good in Kansas City with Alex Smith for multiple years. It, it, he yeah. hasn't had the best quarterback in the game every year. Andy Reid's going to finish, what, in the top five of all-time wins? He might win three Super Bowls. Yeah. He's going way, way up in the coaching discussion. Yeah, he'll, he'll finish as one of the greatest of all times, and I, I think that the thing I appreciate about him is how creative he is yep. with his offense and how much freedom he gives Mahomes and the players. I mean, I don't know if you ever saw a segment where yeah. the players basically get a period each week in practice where they come up with a play and then they present it to him. And if he, you know, I, I think a lot of times he signs off on it. It's like, how many Correct. people do that? You, know? <laughs> you think Zim would have went for that one? <laughs> I will say no. That would not have been. <laughs> uh. No. Uh, what, last thing, Caitlin Clark is obviously a phenomenon. They lose at Ohio State. Fans run on the court. Fan bumps into her, which should not have happened. Um, we're analyzing this tape like the Zapruder tape, yeah. honestly. Did did the person run at her? Did she milk it? Uh, the Iowa coach is upset. What did you think about how all that played out? Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, I guess it shows her status and her celebrity and, and probably her unpopularity in some markets because she's a kind of a polarizing figure in that sport. But, uh, yeah, I, I'd hate to say don't have Stork Cormans because they're cool. I mean, let, mm-hmm. let kids have fun doing that. So I, you know, but there is that risk that somebody could get hurt. Uh, thank, you know, thankfully, it wasn't anything serious with her. Did she – Make it more than what it was. I don't know. I'm not going to break down the film and say you know that she embellished. Harrigan, it didn't hold us. Harrigan is is convinced. Go ahead, Dave. Come on. She threw up the hands, did a little spin. <laughs> I'm not saying she didn't get hurt. She didn't get bumped a little hard, but oh yeah, that was a nice dive. I'm. Uh, <laughs> let me be honest. I'm Team Harrigan. Yes. You know, I think it was unexpected. <laughs> but I mean. I mean, it was it was oh! it was like the game was going on. It, it was sold very well, and I don't know if she got hurt because the the idiot collided with her. Because I'm not defending the idiot, or when she went down after she sold it so well. <laughs> I didn't say she threw her head back like it was a yes, you know, like she was uh, taking a charge, you know, embellishing in the game. So. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm just glad it was, you know, nobody got hurt, her or the spectator, you know. But I, but let him storm the court. Let him have fun. Yeah. Sounds like Chip put in the headline, Dave. Chip's in favor of fans targeting star players. <laughs> that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> I mean, what do you want, that at halftime, too? That's, that's the real that's the real. Here's the thing. Hey, Chad, I saw the highlights from years ago. Remember when they used to storm the baseball field? Yes. And basically play playoffs? Oh. How did they let that happen? Well, the, oh, the, 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 the biggest – the most played ones probably the Yankees in the mid seventies, where right? Reggie's yeah. coming from right field. 
<laughs> it's Adrian Peterson. I mean, he's he's targeting people. It's just unbelievable. Let's bring that back, right? Yeah. Well, it's also the Celtics. <laughs> no, don't. Celtics in the mid eighties. Oh yeah. I forget if yeah. it's eighty four, eighty six when they win. Watch Bird. Bird lays out like ten fans, well, right? his own fans in Boston. You know. <laughs> those are classic. Yeah, those are good. All right, brother. Enjoy the day. All right, bro. We'll see you. He is great. Chip Scoggins, Susie, some dating relationship talk with Jones. And don't forget, DeRussia takes you home. It's 80 outside. Enjoy it. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified, diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. I'm Glennon Doyle, author of Untamed and host of the podcast, We Can Do Hard Things. On We Can Do Hard Things, my wife, Abby, my sister, Amanda, and I talk honestly about the hard parts of life. Join us and guests like Michelle Obama, Tracy Ellis Ross, and Brene Brown as we have refreshingly honest conversations. New episodes are out every Tuesday and Thursday. So listen to and follow We Can Do Hard Things, an Odyssey podcast, available now for free on the Odyssey app and everywhere you get your podcasts.